He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercon Studios in a Miracle Mile. Glad to bring you this episode of The Transparent Truth. Going to be a quick show. Going to recap a couple of top games here in the Southland. Going to talk a little bit about uh, some college football. Had a huge game in Tuscaloosa this past weekend. Also going to touch on some NFL ball. Got some hot takes uh, and some sleepers of the week. So uh, we'll get to all that in just a second. But before we do that, want to spend a special prayer and special shout out to legendary Charter Oak High School coach, Lou Farrar, who passed away recently, he was 73 years old. He gave 39 years of his life to high school football and to his players. He won five CIF championships, over 300 wins. You know, Hall of Famer indeed, no question. Um, and, and from by all accounts, a, a great gentleman who gave his life to the sport and to the kids that he coached. He passed away uh, by you know suffering from leukemia. And uh, please, prayers for his family at this moment. And uh, thank you so much, Coach Farrar, for giving us the time that you gave us here on Earth and, and really blessing the people who came to know you and who you were surrounded by on a daily basis there in West Covina at Charter Girl High School. So, um, you know, prayers out to Coach Farrar and his family. Let's move along. Uh, I want to get on to my sleeper of the week, but before we do that, uh, I want to make sure that everyone understands on this show, the sleeper of the week has a 85% hit rate in terms of earning a scholarship so far over the last three years. Just did the calculations this past week. So for, you know, without further ado, it's time for our sleeper of the week. It's time for our sit and sleep sleeper of the week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands Thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, our sleeper of the week this week comes out again of Birmingham High School out in the Lake Balboa area. And you know what? When I got a chance to scout this whole Birmingham team, I found some diamonds in a rough, that's for sure. They had sleeper of the week last week. But this week, it goes to 2021 cornerback Mason White. He's 6'1", 175. He's a terrific athlete. He returns punts and kicks. He plays wide receiver. He plays defensive back. He's been playing varsity since his freshman year. Mason White, 2021 corner. That's, a again, a high-level athlete. Very fluid. A lot of speed. I believe he runs track. Um, and he's got great size and great length for the position. A beautiful upside. Pac-12 player for sure. Mason White, Birmingham. High School. Congratulations, my man. You're this week's Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. Let's move along. 
I want to get to some high school game recaps, high school game recaps. We're going to start off with just two here, two games that really caught my eye. I think first, uh, Chaminade versus Norco, 46-44 win. Chaminade over Norco. Quarterback, the junior, Jalen Henderson, takes control on the last drive. He goes 80 yards and seven plays um, and scores the game-winning touchdown on a throw. Uh, to William Camacho with 13 seconds left. Camacho had a humongous game. Uh, this kid might have the best game of anybody across the country. If you talk playoff game, magnitude of game, he had 140 total yards and six touchdowns, caught the game-winning touchdown. Big-time throw by quarterback Jalen Henderson, who threw for 212 and two touchdowns, also ran for 81 yards. So, uh, you know, close to... 300 yards total offense for the junior quarterback. How about the freshman Ian Duarte, who I've continued to spot shadow on this show over the last several weeks. Ian Duarte, five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown, and Chaminade pulls off the upset. Even though they were up big, 40-22 to 22 on Norco. Norco comes back. Quarterback Shane Ellingsworth, the senior, you know he's going to go down slinging a rock, 14 or 24, 255 yards and three touchdowns, but it was not enough as the Eagles get the big round one victory over Norco, 46-44, a shootout at the OK Corral. But quarterback Jalen Henderson, a kid who I have been an advocate of for a very long time, Gets the job done on the last drive. Hits Camacho with 13 seconds left. And Chaminade pulls off the W. Want to move to the city section real quick. Great game between Grant and Fairfax. 38-34. Grant gets the W. A little bit of a stunner here. Fairfax was slated to win this first round game and move on to the second round Division I playoffs in the city section. But Grant pulls off a shocker. Running back, senior Michael Smith. 167 yards, two touchdowns, and he had an 80-yard kickoff return. He was a one-man wrecking crew, but of course, we know this is a team game, and he needs that offensive line to blow open holes for him. Nevertheless, Michael Smith racks up three touchdowns and over 250 yards of total offense for the senior running back, and Grant again sneaks up on Fairfax and pops them in the first half, and you can pretty much mark it down. Every year, CIF Southern Section, LA City Section, there are going to be some first-round upsets. No question about it. Seniors who don't want to play their last game, guys who are are pushing it to the limit and really getting things done on a high level. So, uh, congratulations to Chaminade. Congratulations to Grant moving on. Um, And you know what, Norco Fairfax, you'll be turning your gear, okay? And that's just the way life is. I want to move on to our next segment. We got stock up, stock down. So I want to go to uh, my stock up segment first. Stock up. Uh, quarterback Jalen Henderson of Chaminade. He was big time. There's no question about it. A drive. Bryce Young-esque on the last drive of the game going 80 yards, running and throwing and just willing his team to victory. Great job, Jalen. Again, I've been a fan for a long time and a big supporter. Ian Duarte, we talked about it. The freshman. Still making plays for Chaminade. Another cut touchdown catch. And then William Camacho, six touchdowns. He ran for yardage. He caught for yardage, but he catches the big touchdown with 13 seconds to go. So Chaminade players getting some stock up love. Uh, another stock up, Jalen Daniels out of Lindell quarterback. I was at that game on Friday night. Lindell versus Los Alamitos. Jalen threw it. He ran it. Physical quarterback. Got the quick arm, the quick delivery, explosive 
you know, coming out of his hand. Jalen Daniels looked really good for Londell. How about Tuli, Tuli Polo, Tui Polo excuse me, the Londell tight end, defensive end. I love his size. He's about 6'3". Looks like he's probably about 250, but he's strong. He's got long arms. Uh, he's aggressive, and he was in the backfield providing a lot of pressure against that Los Alamitos offense. So Tuli, Tuli Polo, too. Uh, stock up for you. Again, stock up for UCLA football recruiting. UCLA starting to nab players, man. Again, got Logan Lawyer a couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago. John John Vons, two Bosco Braves. Then they go get a, uh, a kid up out of, out of Canada, six foot three, 250 pound, kind of defensive end, linebacker, hybrid. Kid's a physical specimen, built like a Mack truck. Looks like he can run. He's a little bit raw, but I love his upside. UCLA recruiting, getting it done. I got a, I got a hunch. I've got a hunch that they're going to get a, a commitment out of a big-time four-star defensive tackle out of Dallas, Texas. Be on the lookout, UCLA fans. I can't give you a name, and I'm not 100% sure, but I've got a hunch that they're going to get a big-time defensive tackle out of Dallas, Texas, who is a problem getting into the offensive backfields and making plays behind the line of scrimmage. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Told you last week, they got a wide receiver. Looks like he's going to be coming into the fold here really soon. He's from the East Coast. That's all I can really tell you. But he's a a, a big, strong kid. Looks very, very athletic. And uh, he should add to that UCLA wide receiver room. So UCLA football recruiting, doing well. And really starting to, you know, gather some momentum and hopefully prepare, propelling themselves for a strong finish here down the, the recruiting stretch. Stock up Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator at LSU, did a mar- marvelous job calling plays, formationing uh, that Alabama defense. I just thought he was so timely with his play calling. Really put Joe Burrow in the LSU offense in great positions to be successful. And I just thought, you know, they outcoached Bama's defensive group. And then uh, stock up for me, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. He was huge, caught a few touchdowns. He really put it on LSU's defense. There's no question about it. How about, um, you know, Joe Burrow? Of course, stock up. He was great. And then uh, the running back, 22. I'm, his name is slipping right, right now. I don't. Edwards, uh, Calaire. Elair, Edwards Elair, Clyde Edwards Elair. That's his name. Clyde Edwards Elair. Beautiful game by Clyde Edwards. You know, it went viral just how emotional he was with his coach and with his dad on the sidelines and after the game. The guy talked about how, you know, people didn't believe in him coming out of high school. He was too short for the position. He wasn't going to be able to run the ball in the SEC. People didn't think he was tough enough. Hey, listen, man, how, how are you too short to play running back? Your job is to run the ball. Whoever says somebody's too short, they need to be smacked upside their head. Okay? Clyde Edwards Elaire with four touchdowns against that vaunted Alabama defense in T Town, Tuscaloosa. LSU getting it done. Stock down for me. Stock down. How about how about high school football parents? Stock down, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show here. Stock down, Alabama defense. Joe Burrow, you know, close to 400 yards or over 400 yards total offense. Clyde Edwards Elair, four touchdowns. What happened to Alabama's defense? You could never go into Title Town and put up those types of numbers over the last decade playing at Alabama. But LSU's offense, Burrow, Elaire, they just rip through the tide and uh, they make their own waves. 
And then, you know, even though I love this next kid, my stock is down after last game, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, Love Stingley as a player and as a person. Great kid. Um, Unbelievable future. Tremendous talent. I mean, just a really special player. But I thought he really got worked over by Devontae Smith. And granted, Devontae Smith is a great football player. Will be, you know, a first, second round, third round pick here in, in April's NFL draft. But Stingley did not show up at his level. We're accustomed to seeing him showing up. And so for that, stock down because he did not perform at the level uh, I expected him to. So stock down for Stingley, but I still love you, D-Sting. Okay? Um, Let's move along. Let's go to some college game recaps. We talked about LSU-Bama. 46-41. Do you remember the the game of the decade or the game of the century? The score was like 6-3 or 9-6. Nobody could score a touchdown. 46-41. Shout out to Tua Tua Tagovailoa. Banged up, you know, Granted, banged up, but man, he threw the ball all over the place and he played, gave a valiant effort. What about Najee Harris, the local, you know, Northern California prospect? He played a heck of a game. Ran the ball hard, had over 100 yards rushing, caught for over 50 yards, made a beautiful touchdown catch on the back shoulder over an LSU defender. Najee, I thought, played a great game and really um, showed himself to the NFL scouts. Um, but the LSU gets it done, man. And Coach Ed Ogeron takes the bull by the horns. And they ride off into the sunset with a win over Alabama in Tuscaloosa, which I did predict was going to happen. LSU getting it done. How about let's take it to the Pac-12. Washington 19-7 over Oregon State. Now, I think the theme right now in Pac-12 is defense. Defenses are playing well in the Pac-12. Washington shuts down an Oregon State offense that had been lights out over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they had been putting up 30, 40, 50 points on people, and Washington shuts them down. 19-7, great job by the Husky defense. Coach Lake, I see you, baby. Let's move to Colorado over Stanford, 16-13. Coach Mel Tucker getting a hard-fought, low-scoring win over Stanford. How about that? Two black coaches um, going head-to-head in the Pac-12. That's, uh, you know, you don't get to see that too often, uh, especially in the past, but it happened, and and, and Colorado gets the W. Shout-out to my guy, Jaron Mangum, the Pro Football Hall of Fame alumni, MVP from last year's World Bowl. He had a pretty good game for Colorado, but the Buffs get the dub, 16-13 over Stanford. Let's go Cal over Washington. Again, defense really um, you know, stepping out in front and showing themselves to be the dominant side of the ball right now in the Pac-12. Cal's defense doing a great job, really putting a clamp on Washington State. Wazoo, they're known for the air raid and throwing it all over the yard, but Cal's defense locking up 33-20. to Cal Bears get it done. Shout out to Coach Gerald Alexander, coaching those DBs up at Cal, locking down over at Wazoo. Cal gets a W. They get back in the W column and look to get bowl eligible here very, very soon. And then last but not least, USC over ASU. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I do know Jaden Daniels did not play. Local product Joey Yellen started at quarterback as a true freshman for Arizona State. And I heard USC scored 28 points in the first quarter against uh, Arizona State. That was interesting enough. Arizona State comes back. But then, you know, USC, they get the W31-26. Um, not a ton of defense play, but again, not an overly, you know, uh, uh, not an overly productive game on offense. 
especially after scoring 28 in the first quarter for USC. They only get three the rest of the game. ASU, I'm sure, gave a great effort, uh, but down, you know, their their best player, they did not get it done at home versus the Trojans. So, uh, last but not least, it's time to move on to my hot takes. Time to move on to the hot takes. Um, I want to talk about parent behavior. What? So, apparently, there was two incidences, uh, two incidents in high school football here in kind of the California, Southern California, Central California area at Olu Long Beach Poly and then at Timbleton versus Roosevelt Fresno, fans assaulted the ref. The ref was assaulted in the Roosevelt game in front of the bench with time still to play. The game had to be called with nine seconds to go. And then Olu Long Beach Poly, a fan assaulted a ref after the game. Here's my take. You parents need to have a seat. What the hell is wrong with you? Number one, these referees are do not get a lot of pay. They do not get a lot of respect. They're doing the best job that they can and being trying to be as fair as they can when they call these games. Nobody has something against you and your son. Parents, you need to have a seat. What the hell is wrong with you? How do you how do you feel attacking a referee after a game? You must be out your damn mind. These referees are not being paid to protect themselves from you parents. You parents have lost your rabbit minds. I just cannot fathom parents trying to put their hands on a referee over a high school football game. It's unbelievable. You people should be ashamed of yourself. You should never be allowed into a high school stadium again. And you need to reach out to those referees that you put your hands on. And you need to apologize. And you need to ask for forgiveness. And you need some prayer. You have lost it. You are sick in your head. And you need therapy. You need help. Go Call your insurance company and ask them, do they provide therapy coverage because you've mentally gone insane? Sad and unacceptable. Let's move along. How about the Ed Ogeron locker room behavior? Listen, here's my take on that. Eddie O got caught, not caught, but he was recorded saying some, saying some, you know, some some vulgar things, some using some words that I wouldn't use next when I'm with my kids. But here's the deal. There are young men in that locker room. Ed O'Dron's a grown man. And if he wants to say what he said in his locker room with his players, by all means, have at it, Coach O. That's who he is. That's how he was fired up. He was emotional. And he just let it rip. And you know what? I don't have a problem with it. Coach O is a high-strung, very emotional, very high-intensity coach. He's going to bring the juice 20 times out of 20. And sometimes it's going to cause for some words to come out that don't sit well with people's ears outside of that locker room. And that's okay. You don't play for LSU, you don't sign his checks. As long as the kids who play for him and the people who sign his checks are okay with it, then I'm okay with it. Go on, Coach O. Do your thing, baby. Go Tigers. Let's move along. How high can Russell Wilson ascend in the NFL? Well, here's the deal. Right now, 
He's the best quarterback in the NFL. That's my take on that. And I think he'll be the best quarterback in the NFL for the next five to seven years. That's how good Russell Wilson is. He does not have a lot on his team. Josh Gordon just got on the team two year, two two hours ago. Okay, DK Metcalf is a rookie and he's stiff as hell. Okay, Lockett is a good player, but he's tiny. Right, he's not a huge target. There's no big name running back in the backfield who's put that's putting up 1,500 yards. Marshawn Lynch ain't there no more. It's really it's really Russell Wilson and the rest of them boys. Russell Wilson has carried this team. They're now what are they eight and two? Eight and two, seven and two. He's the MVP of the league right now, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. What a quarterback. What a football player. Forget quarterback. What a football player. What a leader. Just a guy who continues to battle. The guy who continues to stretch the perimeter, push the envelope, push the ball downfield, get out the pocket, create with his legs, put pressure on the defense, make accurate throws, be clutch in clutch moments. Man, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL. And he'll be the best quarterback in the NFL for the next five to seven years. If you ask me, yeah, 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 I know. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes that. Russell Wilson does not have Patrick Mahomes' offense. He does not have Patrick Mahomes' skill around him. If he did, they would never lose. That's how good Russell Wilson is. Let's move along. Lamar Jackson, will he make the dual threat quarterback sexy in the NFL? And this is my last take. Here's my take on that. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have begun the process of making the dual threat quarterback sexy and a franchise player. Now, a big part of that is staying healthy. And if Lamar can stay healthy, like I said last week, I think he's going to open the door for uh, Jalen Hurts to be a high draft pick. But Lamar Jackson is doing things we haven't seen done since Michael Vick. Vince Young had a little bit of a a ride in the NFL. But Lamar Jackson, he looks like Shady McCoy when he takes off with the football. And he's throwing the ball accurately from the pocket. And Baltimore has created an environment and an offense that's conducive to his skill set. Which I've been calling for for probably since I was born. 30 years. Why Why doesn't the NFL coaches change the offense to fit these quarterbacks? Oh, because they're going to get hurt. Oh, because they're going to get Oh, I don't know. Is a quarterback a human? Is a quarterback lifting weights? Is a quarterback training his body to prepare to take contact? Hell, they've seen 51 quarterbacks this year already in the NFL. And you telling me the dual-threat quarterback is in trouble of getting hurt? What about the statuesque pocket passer who's sitting there getting trampled in the pocket? He's more apt to get hurt than anybody standing there taking shots, at least as a dual-threat quarterback, you can see the shots, you can brace for the hit, you can protect yourself. These pocket passers can't protect themselves half the time. There's been 51 starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. These guys are getting knocked out week in and week out. I'm telling you, man, NFL going to a spread look and a dual-threat quarterback change is coming, and that's my take. Listen, I appreciate you guys for joining me here on Transparent Truth. Tap in on Friday. We got the matchup show. Got a lot to talk about. The Trinity League. Coming full steam ahead, baby. 
St. John Bosco, Calabasas. Great matchup, but also can't wait for Mission Viejo Servite. Make sure you lock in Transparent Truth, Coach Keith. Without further ado, there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool.